Welcome, welcome. Come in and take a seat. Can I get you a drink? Room for the night? Perhaps you're here for a story or maybe some enlightenment for adventures to come. Fear not, for you have come to the right place. Welcome to the Bardic Inspiration. Have your adventurers ever came into a room and the objects came alive? Well, we have. We're talking about that today. Animated objects and mimics. So what do we know about animated objects? Well, mimics kind of came before animated objects. Gygax, scary Gygax, the all supreme lord of all D&D. Anyways, uh, first edition advanced Dungeons and Dragons, he put it into the monster manual. Uh, he actually put it in with two different variants of mimics, um, which ones which were intelligent, you could bargain with, feed, etc. And the others that were just stoical killers. Hmm. Attack and eat whatever they wanted. Within the history of that, he kind of announced that they were <coughs> created by wizards to protect their or to protect their their, their abodes from treasure hunters. Uh, later editions, uh, I want to say around third edition, they actually were titled with an aberration. And it was around that same time that uh, animated objects and spells like anime object came around. You know, wizards created them for various purposes, whether to be protecting all this room, or maybe the mad scientist kind of wizard where it just happened by accident, or, you know, I need a friend, so I'm going to talk to my rug of smothering, or, you know, whatever. Right. You're friends with a rug of smothering? That would be awesome. That, I mean, yeah, but it could also be very scary. But think of how tight that hug would be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, and then there's other... Uh, variations I've come across where you know these things have been created by spikes and magic or you know touched in with the the elemental chaos that you know exists in different planes but generally it's it's either a magical mishap or it's magical creation animated objects being constructs strictly in animated armor or you know dancing sword or etc now can anyone create these objects <laughs> I, I, I kind of see it as more of a wizard kind of thing. I, I've seen it in Sword and Stone, where he animated all the objects and just went right into his bag. And There's Beauty of the Beast. There's Beauty of the Beast, of yeah, Which is more of a curse. Yeah. yeah. Well, as far as mimics, I, I wouldn't really say that it's more of an animated object anymore. As the additions kind of grew, they became more of their own creature, their own monster. Okay. As far as how they reproduce or getting that deep into it, I would say, in my experience, it's the same as a ooze. Or you know, how does an ooze, rep you know, reproduce or pseudopod? Yeah, it just kind of splits. Yeah, it could be the same as like a plant where you know spores just kind of linger in the air and impregnates another. I don't know. It's however you really want to justify on how mimics are created. But stereotypically, it is mimics. As far as animated objects, you just need a simple animate object spell. Mm. And they have no intelligence. They have a hit point pool and AC and all of that. And Sometimes you can teach them fun passwords to keep your things safe or yeah. make sure that they can recognize friend from foe. Or you just give them a command to attack whatever comes in on site and they just do what they do. Uh, essentially, they're... A unique form of, like, say, a shield guardian. They protect objects rather than a wizard right, themselves. Right. <laughs> There's really not too much history out there besides that, though. I mean, 
Some people, uh, Ed Greenwood, created an actual book on the history and and like the like a bestiary on mimics, and that's just it, just on mimics. Right. I unfortunately don't have my hands on that. That would be very interesting <laughs> to read. It turns into a mimic itself. <laughs> it turns into a mimic itself, and that's kind of the getting into it. That's the awesome thing about mimics and animated objects. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. And everything, right? So, uh, what kind of things could it be? It could be swords. Uh, we've got swords, rugs, um, well, armor. Yeah. I mean, in the book there. Yeah, in fifth then, edition we have the, the 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 three objects. Right. And then the mimic is typically, I think, the most common thing for mimics is usually a treasure chest. You know, you go into a dungeon and you find, you beat the boss in the room, and you go. And then you look and you're like, oh, sweet, treasure chest. There's lots of gold in here, probably. And then next thing you know, it's attacking you. Right. I think that's the most common. There's, the, there's that joke going around about the, uh, we walk into an, a tavern and, you know, uh, we make a joke and the barkeeper laughs, we laugh, and the table laughs, we kill the table. The mimic. Oh, yeah, yeah. The mimic is the I've table. Joke. It's, uh, uh, adventures walk into a bar, barter says, why are you guys carrying weapons? Oh, right. Like, mimics was the answer. Right. They laugh, the bartender laughs, the table laughs, and they kill the table. Right. Everyone has a great time. Um, the other one, uh, my. Maybe not the table. That's true. <laughs> my favorite uh, mimic trap, actually, is you have the adventures, and they're kind of either running or being chased by a creature. Maybe they're trying to, uh, you know, lure into their own trap, you know, kind of get into a better advantage position or so on and so forth. And they're running through this dungeon and they come across, you know, maybe they make a wrong turn, they haven't been this way. Um, they come across a door, they go to open the door, and the thief, most likely, you know, check it for traps, etc., touches the door, and he can't remove his hands. And he's like, guys, 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 I can't. Right. And then they go got so a grasp forth. on him. And yeah, it's not really a grasp. Mimic have a unique special ability, right? Yeah, they, they have an adhesive uh, part of their bodies, usually when they're the inanimate object itself. And then when they transform, that sort of gets like brought into their form a little bit, but it's still kind of there. So mimics take advantage of getting things stuck onto them, so they can more or less steal weapons away from you. They can hold you in place so they can bite you with ease. Mechanically, it gives him advantage on it in 5B, so. Nice. And I have to say, uh, I've, I've come across a, a couple mimics in my my dungeon dragon experiences, but the most scary, and maybe it's just because of the game, has been Dark Soul mimics. Because in D&D, the mimics have always been described as, there's always hints kind of leading up to it. There's a severed hand that has no reason for it. There's half-eaten rats. Um, the room is picked clean of all any nutrition, and it's a kitchen, and there's a random treasure chest, and that was actually one of mine, was we're going through a dungeon, and it was a little cutlery room. It wasn't really a kitchen, per se. It was more like a food preparation for the, the pseudo-prison that was there, and it was picked clean of any food, substances, anything organic, and then... Like leading up to the room, it looked like there were half-eaten corpses or half-eaten, you know, of, of vermin and stuff. And it was there's so many hints. Whereas in like Dark Souls, it's just there. There are no hints that it's a mimic. It just attacks you, right? And and that's kind of the separation between you know visual of the mind and then 
video games, you know, you kind of have that separation of gameplay. One is you, you, you're going to get all the hints, but whether you listen to them or not, versus the other one, if you visually see it, like you visually see it, then it kind of gives it away. Right. And I feel like Mimics and Animated Armor are best suited when you don't know they're there. Right, exactly. When they have the jump on you, basically. Yeah. Or when give the wizard the or whatever has yeah, the give, jump on you. Give the players a hint so you're not just a total dick. Right. But. Or you could be a total jerk. And you could put yourselves in a situation where I was just thinking to myself, like, what would be a fun way to use Mimics? My idea would be, say, you go into a tavern or an inn, you know, you get your room, nice long adventuring day, you take off your armor, put your weapons away, stack it all in the corner, lay in the bed, all of a sudden that bed's very sticky feeling, <laughs> and next thing you know, you're being attacked and no one can hear you because it's also suffocating you, obviously. Right. So as we get into uh, ways to use it, what ways have we used mimics or animated objects? I like using, obviously, traps. They're 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 creature traps. Mm -hmm. If you want to put it as one way, right. uh, I think with one of your characters, I I set it up for an NPC you were with as an assassination attempt, and instead of him stepping on it, you stepped on it first. Right. <laughs> Which was very interesting. That uh, rug of smothering. Mm-hmm. Fortunate for me, though, I was a gold dragonborn, so I just burned it to a crisp after a bit. But uh, yeah, that was that was unexpected. Mm -hmm. So um, and in return, I, not in, in literal return as in revenge, but I do recall you'd used uh, animated armors as kind of a like a testing grounds. Yeah, that was the very first, uh, not the very first test, but I test uh in return to uh, see your capabilities in in person i've also used it in previous campaigns with when a group of adventurers went into a wizard's uh, uh school they they saw a whole bunch of runes on the ground and they saw i think there was six uh animated armors uh within the room and each one had a symbol on it and each one pertained to a different type of wizard or wizard uh, kind of school. Oh, interesting. So, um, and knowing that they talk now, or they can talk through the armor now, I didn't use that in the past, and I would have used that. They were just uh, kind of uh, speaking through the walls of the... Wait, animated armor talk? Yeah, you can cast a spell on on the animated armor to speak through. You could do, like, magic mouth. Right, oh, magic okay. mouth, you could, yeah. You could set it so they could, like, various animated armors and things they could like ask for passwords they can deliver threats that are ominous if they're a distance away maybe people the party can't see them quite clearly they can give the impression that like oh it's a person or a knight like giving a threat and then it gets closer and you just see it's just a shell moving towards you now i don't remember this was part of my the first campaign the in the village of paylor i had a, a kind of a museum within the mansion and they had the four armors on the side, and then the uh, it was a large winged beast in the center. You know, and you guys can figure out. Did we actually do that as an encounter, or did I end up <laughs> not doing that because of time? What, is that my campaign? No, no, no. That was mine. Before we before we had to end it because of uh, many people leaving. 
Uh, I don't remember. I don't think we actually did it. I hinted at it was going to happen, but I don't think I actually... Well, no, I don't remember yeah. facing anything other than the birds, the vultures, as far as winged beasts. No, no, yeah. So what I was going to do, and kind of going along with the animated objects, that the winged beast and all four armors in the corner were going to be wow. animated objects. Okay. And they were supposed to be a, a defensive mechanism for uh, thieving, essentially. Right. Yeah, as far as mimics, I mean... I've only encountered one, which was that kitchen uh, where it was a random treasure chest, like a, a very right. elegant treasure chest in the center of, the, or against the wall of the empty wall of the kitchen. And mm-hmm. there was nothing in the room. And it was essentially what it ended up being was it was slowly like leaving its place to start searching for food because it had already eaten everything in the kitchen. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've heard of other stories. I've heard of one where, you know, the fabled town full of mimics, where, you know, every light post is a mimic, or or uh, uh, going back to Ed Greenwood, where he mentioned a uh, story where a very bold mimic stood as a statue just above a, uh, like, a sewer access. And it stood as a statue for, like, two years. What kind of statue was it? It, it was it's just a regular it was, statue. Yeah, I, I just oh. read it as a, a, a vague story, but interesting. I you mean, kind of pretend that it was a, a gargoyle or something, but yeah, hmm. I, I mean, it could, but I would think it more as a, uh, you know, kind of like you go into the center of a, a square and there's a big old statue, and, you know, someone sits against it and then they're never heard from again because right. it consumes them quickly. How about you? Like Have you? I've ran Mimics a couple of times on two different occasions. Um, they weren't necessarily like the most practical of situations, but I've also been in situations where I believe one time I was in kind of what I described as earlier, like I was in a treasure room. And if I remember correctly, there were like six or eight treasure chests. And I believe half of them were Mimics. Perfect. And half of them were the actual treasure chests. Perfect. And it kind of made me think back to Pokemon and like a power plant where it was either an item or it was or an electrode. Yeah, or electrode, or an electrode. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know if this is going to be gold or something trying to eat my hand off. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Mimics, they're very fun. They're a good way to, I think, like kind of catch people off guard. Right. Especially, like I said, in situations where like you just got treasure, where you're just trying to rest. Or like what you were saying earlier, you try going through a door or whatever. Like using them in situations where it catches people off guard, which I would imagine that's how they would just operate in general, because they're predatory in nature. But they also, you know... Have a slight intelligence. They have a slight bit of intelligence, and they know to use disguises to their advantage, so sort of operate like in situations yeah. where you and can And like we said, they could be guard. anything. So they, they could be just anything. Yeah, that's what makes Mimics awesome, is they can change their pigmentation. They can look like any sort right. of wood or... They're the or camouflaged. Or, whereas, you know, animated objects are literal objects that, you know, they don't... As long as they don't move, they're disguised. <laughs> where Mimics, they change their pigmentation, they change the way that they look. I mean, they, they could look like a pile of gold inside of a treasure chest. Oh. So you open the treasure chest, and it opens, and you're like, sweet. Well, they could just be gold in itself. Well, just a pile of gold. That's what I'm saying. Itself. It's like, so you open the treasure chest. It's not the mimic, but the gold inside of the treasure right. chest is the mimic. It just kind of pulls you in. Like a, oh, like a, 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 kind of that devil autonomy, like, uh, you know, everything says mimic, but you touch the treasure chest, and it doesn't stick, you know? Yeah. You, 
put your You're hand on you, it. You eventually test it, and you you know you get your more conscious players who maybe are DMs in the past. Should we just have a situation then where there's a treasure chest that's a mimic, and inside of it is a smaller mimic that is pretending <laughs> to be the gold? And then that way you open the first chest, hey, and how then do you find the gold? It attacks, and then while it's attacking the other mimic, the chest itself. That yeah, but here's the thing, though: like they're not going to touch that after they destroy the mimic, the, the chest. So they don't want to touch any of the gold. So no, the gold attacks first. Oh, the gold attacks the first. Yeah, I yeah. gotcha. This is where like the mimic intelligence would have to come along, right? You know, maybe this one's just a tad bit smarter. Maybe a little trust is going on. You know, I'm not going to eat the smaller mimic. It's it's, it's a trust. father and son mimic bonding. Again. There you <laughs> go. They just wanted to eat a party of adventures together. Aw. Yeah. It's good bonding time. <laughs> and then the barbarian came in and killed them. Alright. Uh, as far as animated objects, um, do you guys have any specific times when you've used them during the situation? So you're facing an archmage, right? Peg pole, powerful mage. Maybe it's an evil archmage. Okay. You know, give it some purpose. Or maybe you're running an evil campaign, you're facing the good archmage, whatever. And then all of a sudden, his spell book starts flying around and casting fireball, thunderbolts, and all the same exact spells that this archmage just wasted on maybe the cleric and, and a few others. Right. These are his extra books that are just flying around. Yeah, maybe this is his extra in. book or, or, you know, and it Brilliant. has its own. And. Now you've essentially, essentially you're fighting two archmages right away. Just one, and then one archmage and multiple books. Yeah, just... but let's 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 offset it. You would you know give it some fire vulnerability, right. anti magic susceptibility, as much as any animated object. Would, would you say that's a room effect? <laughs> A room effect? That, no. Yeah, it's a library full of books and no, no. Or... That that would just be that would be TPK. Okay. Like you have way too many spells. No, like maybe one book comes off the shelf, comes around the corner. Maybe uh, like yeah. maybe they're all flying. Okay. Like you have a whole flying book, you know. You got you know, your your frogs and and behemoths and such and forth, like bestiary books. Oh, okay. And they're kind of flying about, and then this one book just out of nowhere just fireball. Pfft, you know, it, it does a dragon's breath, which is this uh, scorching ray, or right. Know. Who needs an apprentice? My spellbook learned from me itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, the, I mean, that I would be mastered the books. Of... <laughs> yeah, that'd be a very interesting encounter, which I obviously can't run with you guys now because you would see it coming from a mile away. Uh, but yeah, so that, that was kind of my off-brand idea. I, you were mentioning something about a uh, animated armor, Daniel, or no, flying it was swords. Uh, flying swords. So one idea that I have that I will definitely use. Uh, someone mentioned it was kind of like in the Harry Potter movies, where there's a bunch of flying keys going all over. Oh the place. right, right. So kind of similar to that. Imagine a party is sent on an adventure, say to get a holy adventure that's like locked away nice. in like a wizard's tower or something. Yeah. You know, he was watching it for a friend. Sure. Died. And it just happened to stay in this tower. And so they need it to go slay a powerful demon. So they go to this wizard's tower, and they enter a room where there's just a bunch of flying swords that start attacking them as part of a defense mechanism. But one of those swords is the Holy Avenging Sword. So they have to be careful to get rid of all the other swords without destroying that one, disable it somehow, and then be able to grab it and take it away from that place. That would be very so, interesting, because if you do anti-magic... Like a, either a cone, you know, someone turns a beholder, or if you do anti-magic zone, it's going to remove the effects. That there's or no way to tell. What if one of your one of the PCs is doing a detect magic? Would it be a different kind of spell that they can detect, or would it all be the same? 
Because they could determine which sword it was. It would all be the same. I would just base it off of, like, what they see and, like, you know, Holy Avengers, they usually are a little more fancier. They right. have some, like, religious insignia on them, so. Nice. Hey, make a quick perception check. Oh, that one is more fancy. Yeah. And it hurts more. Yeah. <laughs> well, and why is it just to have to be just the Holy Avengers, the only magic item? Maybe there's a bunch of magical swords, you know, the Frostbrand. And... Yeah, you got, you got, uh, what is it? Uh, nine, the nine uh, nine live stealer. Nine, nine live oh gosh, the poral blade. Just, just the, Get that crit. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Uh, that would be a very difficult and interesting room. It would be very fun. I imagine they would all come up as enchantment, though, wouldn't they? I mean, I believe that the uh, the spell that gives them animation, animate armor, is an enchantment. Yeah. But I mean, I can look that up as you said. Wait, which one of you was mentioning? So the, another idea that was mentioned, uh, kind of pre-broadcast, was uh, an adventure getting like a magical suit of armor. You maybe say an armor resistance or something, right? And it, it turns out it's an animated armor, yeah, and now weapon. you're basically stuck in. Armor. Well, not necessarily curse. It's just animated. So now it's taking you where it's determined to go, where it's been told to go. Right. You know, the mission, or maybe the, where it's it's uh, wizard is or currently was yeah and you're just stuck inside it kind of either trying to frantically pull the armor off of you or asking for a friend to help uh anime objects is transmutation so would they all show up as transmutation then if they're all animated yes they would and would the holy avenger if that's the only magical one would it show up with would, both probably ones? enchantment as well enchantment, so you know yeah. it's an enchanted item so maybe okay because i like I do transmutation green and then enchantment yellow, so it'd be kind of more of a like a seven up Mountain Dew kind of color. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever color. No, no, no. I'm just yeah. Why is your seven up the same color as Mountain Dew? It's a lime green color. <laughs> that, that's what I meant. Like like a lemon lime kind of color. Oh, okay. I didn't mean literal. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about. You're talking about magic items that that the PCs can find. What other items in the uh, DMG do we have as as uh, as animated? We have the dancing sword. Um, one of my characters has received or wanted one of those. He didn't particularly get that. He got a throwing sword. Um, has, has anyone else gotten a? Any of the items? Uh, Not specifically, but like in our take, like one that's really popular is the rug of smothering. Earlier right. we mentioned the idea of if you have like a flying rug of smothering. Right. So it could just zoom around. It's carrying you, but then it may just decide all of a sudden to have your life. Yeah, like at a certain height, it's like the the, the objective or the, uh, the key phrase or whatever. You know how you have, uh, when you create them, you can give them objectives or whatnot. This one's objective if you fly above 100 feet. Right you engulf whatever you're carrying. Right. That would be evil and cruel. Another yeah. fun one, just because it would be a lot smaller and a little more dangerous and probably harder to get off, you could do like a necklace of suffocating or something. Ooh, so that's like rough. Puts around your neck and all of a sudden it just tightens up around you. It's, it's literally a choker. Basically, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, one idea that I'd like to use is an animated doll. Very Chucky-like. Oh, great. Like, he, it's not necessarily murderous, it's just very creepy, and it kind of the whole idea is to creep the players to get them to go where you want, kind of thing. Okay. Like, not necessarily attack them. I mean, there are 
I'm sure there's uh, player created or player creations out there on yeah, like, I've other seen, various websites. Seen some on Facebook, like the Evil first. Doll, where it's it has like it doesn't really attack. All it does is it's a literal fear machine. Oh. It scares you into you know running away. You know it's a, a deter method. Right. I could see something sort of similar. You know, you get the uh, I want to say the movies The Shining with the two sisters. Yeah. Oh no. You just have the two dolls in the ha- long hallway. Come play oh, with the us. Two little girls. Yeah. Yeah. Red rum, red rum. <laughs> red Rover, Red Rover, Centauro, Red Rover. No. <laughs> That's my character. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, as far as m- mimics and animated objects, for the most part, they're very, very nice. Put anywhere kind of traps. You know, it, it, if maybe your dungeons being going a little dull over time or maybe you just want to throw in a quick encounter because maybe a shorter session or maybe you just need an encounter and you can't come up with anything right mimics and animated armor especially in the presence of a wizard are very quick and easy methods to throw something at your players right it doesn't necessarily have to be a trap but it does it is better set up as a trap it, and if your players are powering through a dungeon you know set up a mimic yeah. That'll get them to stop quick and start being more cautious about their actions. Yeah. Dan, you were saying that it, it's just a fearful tactic. Yeah, it, it works very well to surprise players and scare them. And like Daniel was saying, after a while, like say you go into a room and Dungeon Master, Game Master just keeps telling you about these uh, like sets of armor in the room. And all of a sudden the armor comes to life. Now in future rooms, you're going to be more concerned about that armor. Once that rug comes up and tries to start smothering you, you're going to start burning every single rug you see through exactly. that entire dungeon. <laughs> so it's a good way to instill fear in players. And then even like we said with mimics, they open one chest and it's a mimic. They're never going to trust a treasure chest ever again. Right. Yeah. All right. So I think we've covered most of the things that we, we uh, set out to talk about. I hope that helps you guys plan your next encounter. I'm Andrew. Daniel. And Dan, if you guys enjoyed these... Well, come up with your own wacky ideas. Let us know what you come up with. Thank you for staying at the Bardic Inn. If you would like to hear more, we will be uploading new content Thursdays at noon PST on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, CastBox, and Podbean. If you have any recommendations on future content, you can leave a comment on these various platforms, or you can contact us on Twitter, at the Bardic Inn, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Bardic Inn. We're your local bards. Daniel. Andrew. Dev. And Jake. Be inspired.